This is Tales of Swordfall. Episode 2, Polished Wood. Hello everyone, I'm Paul, I'm the DM, this is Tales of Swordfall, and who am I with tonight? Hey everybody, it's Andrew. Uh, I am the DM of The Beholder's Eye, and tonight I will be playing Tenor Timbers again. Hi, my name is Faye. Um, I will be playing Kala uh, Vice, the Dragonborn Barbarian. Sweet. Um, so it's been about, like, what, two weeks since we've played, so we're going to do a quick recap. Um, Kala and... Shoot. Tenor. Tenor. You just said your name. Wow, that was the <laughs> worst space out. Uh, Kala, Kala and Tenor uh, met up with this woman who was going to provide them with a job, and it turned out that she happened to be one of the most richest women on in all the kingdoms. And, um... The job was to find the assassin that's going to try to kill her little brother at the ball that's going to be part of this wedding engagement to an elf named Urel. And um, they were supposed to be discreet about it and not have it connected to um, Chantel, the woman that's hiring them. And then the woman proceeds to take them out clothes shopping and showing them <laughs> around the richest part of the uh, city of Swordfall. She spoiled us pretty good. Oh, yeah. She did. She spent, I, I think the last time we said any amount was about 500 gold. So, yeah. And she's spending over, like, 200,000 on the wedding for her small brother. So, this lady means business of some kind. But we got a great dress out of it. Oh, yeah got the best dress out of it it was the first time kala has ever said yes to the dress <laughs> <laughs> it's not even her wedding <laughs> it's not i know right <laughs> but it's a ball so you gotta be pretty of course uh so where we left la last last left our heroes that's the correct order uh they were in a not a cart. Carriage? Carriage, yes. The word for a very fancy heart. <laughs> um, and they were relaxing. Uh, apparently the chairs had some kind of charm on them where it just made people happy and relaxed. And they were heading out west uh, to Chantel's Manor. Um... As you're going along, you go out of the gates of Swordfall, uh, go through a little district here and there, and you're out in the countryside in between Hadford and Swordfall, and everything's nice, everything's green, you can see the edge of the fjord as you're traveling down it, and you guys, about midway, go up north and travel a little bit 
until you arrive at a large set of gates uh, that it, it's connected to a very large but nicely made stone wall and the um, you can see from your perspectives that there are two guards that don't look like they're part of any army but they have kind of the same coloration as the uh, carriage that you're in so this must be maybe a private army I mean I, I guess I would assume that this is the estate of um, of this family yes yes it is but you don't see it yet you you can see through the gates you can see a lot of land but you don't actually see a house yet uh, Chantel is this uh, your family's home well, it used to be our summer house, but now it's my house. Oh, is this where uh, the ball's going to be? Oh, no, the ball's actually east uh, at Chipton. That's a few miles away, and we're not going to be arriving by carriage anyways. We're going to be arriving by boat. Oh, um, why is that? Where's Chipton? <laughs> Would Colin know where Chipton is? Uh, yeah, uh, so, on the map that no one else but us can see, uh, Chipton <laughs> is actually right there, where I pinged uh, okay. it. Okay. Oh, yes, okay. Yep, so you guys went complete opposite direction, and more toward land. And, uh, she just smiles at the thought of a boat ride, and she's... You know, it's so in fashion this year to arrive anywhere by boat. Except if it's inland. That's a little bit harder, but I'm pretty sure I can figure out some way to get a boat traveling on land. Well, I mean, if you had enough people to pull it, and some sort of roller system, you could make it work. Yes. Yeah, kind of, kind of like a... A boat with wheels. Almost like a carriage. <laughs> yes. Like it's a, a boat-shaped carriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, you can tell that she's actually considering something like this. And just never thought of actually using people. In fact, she says out loud and sort of amusing, People? Huh. <laughs> Never thought about using people. I was going to actually hire many large creatures. I don't know which ones have the best pulling capacity, but I'm pretty sure I can find someone who breeds a very large animal to pull things. That's probably true. Uh, Chantel, what are we doing here at your, at your home instead of in Chipton? Well, the ball isn't for another two days, and you can't stay at that dreary inn that you were staying at. You are my guests for the next day. Oh, well, thank you very much. Fantastic. And we'll have a nice small party together. I'll invite some very select people, and... She starts just listing off all these things, and 
do either of you remember that you need to be discreet about this whole thing or <laughs> yes <laughs> i also remember telling her that uh we're always very discreet in my loudest definitely. voice <laughs> and we definitely fit in very well everywhere yes everywhere <laughs> no one ever stares at us never no, never mm -hmm. Yeah, so she starts listing off uh, things she'll need to get and people she'll have to invite just as soon as possible. And um, you can hear the gates actually open behind and the cart starts moving even though you don't really feel the momentum pick back up because it's just that smooth. And you start going through her estates. Um, as you're going up to the state you notice there's a little village and everybody gets out and starts waving at the carriage in a happy uh, sort of way Kala waves back so does timber uh or timber so does tenor and he actually kind of half leans out the window and starts to um proclaim like yes our coming has been foretold. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And just waving to everyone really gregariously. Yep. You know, give me give me a performance check. Let's just see how, how much <laughs> you're playing this up. Alright. Um That's a thirteen? That's a thirteen. That's pretty good. That's pretty good for these people. They just start cheering even louder and more people just start to come out to just see what all the ruckus is about and Chantel just smiles and she does the princess wave you know open palm side to side so I'm gonna make a quick acrobatics check because Tenor uh, after seeing that these people are responding to him is going to try and climb out onto the top of the carriage and surf on it Teen Wolf style oh yeah give me that acrobatics check That's a 25. All right. Oh my gosh. Hells yeah. <laughs> I, like, what does this look like? Okay, so Tenor, uh, being emboldened by these people's uh, good reception of him, pulls himself out of the carriage, uh, kind of, he's already got his arms out, so he just kind of grabs onto the top and pulls his legs out. And in one smooth motion, using his hands kind of as a fulcrum, swings his body kind of backwards and does a little bit of a backflip onto the top of the carriage and then strikes a good surfing pose. He hangs hangs 10, if you will. <laughs> Are you going to start playing music? Oh, no. This is all just a uh, like acrobatic performance. So he's, he's doing handstands. He's flipping. He's just trying to impress everyone with his uh, acrobatic prowess. <laughs> the crowd is enthralled. And they may have never, well, no, they've probably seen things like this, but, you know, everyone's, like, chasing the cart now and throwing flowers, and it's it's quite a scene. And <laughs> Chantel's just really not paying attention, and she's still, like, automatic robot waving and smiling. Uh, Kala is going to make, I think, a, like, knowledge check, just to see if she remembers that we should be 
uh, discreet about all of this. <laughs> yeah, give me give me some sort of intelligence. Um, all right, guess what? Minus one to intelligence. Woo. Let's go. Oh, uh, 17. 17. I, all right. Yeah, we probably get that like flashback in black and white of, <laughs> yeah. oh, you guys should be discreet about this. Um, so, sh so she's going to probably like try to be discreet. Um, so she'll probably do a stealth check and try to like whisper up to Tenor like, hey, hey, I, I think we're, we're, we were supposed to keep this on the DL. <laughs> do that stealthily. Okay. Eleven? Yeah. Eleven. That's, that's that's good, especially with all the ruckus that's going about. So you may like it's like maybe we want to keep this on the DL. Don't let everyone know who we are. Uh tenor hearing this says, Don't let everyone know who we are. Why? <laughs> Don't worry, dears. They're not really anyone. They're just people who serve me. Uh oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're I think call my uh, Call is probably feeling a little bit like taken aback at this because you know she she has like some humble beginnings. Yeah, and uh, this woman has a whole village that serves her. So, <laughs> well, I mean, with a large estate, you would imagine you'd need at least twenty to thirty people. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it makes sense that they have a little like stead on this land. Do they actually look happy that, like, she's here, or is it more like a put-on show? Um, Do you know? Oh, actually, yeah, I want to make give, an insight check. Yeah, give that. me an insight check, both of you. Uh, seven. Seven. <laughs> oh, no, like, totally legit. Also seven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they seemed pretty happy when she was entering, and they just seem even more happy and entertained now. So you're just maximizing the joy that they're having. There is a small possibility that they could care less, but we wouldn't know. All right, we would no, definitely not. not really. <laughs> Kala thinks they're just like super enthusiastic about her, and she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm glad you treat them so well." Yeah, I do. I house them. I feed them. I give them names when they're birthed. It's great. You give them names when they're birthed? Yeah. Uh, at they... this point, Tenor pops his head into the carriage and is like, yeah, wait, what? Yeah, they, <laughs> they bring me their children, and they're like, what name should we name this one? And I give them a name, a fashionable name. Okay, honest question. How do you keep from naming them all just the same thing? That seems, like, really hard to come up with m more than one name. Well, see, every season has a fashionable name that's always announced the year before, and every day has a specific spelling. So if there's, like, multiple kids named in the same week, they might all be named uh, for Dan, but, you know, you can always spell it many different ways. That's pretty special. Yes, it is. And... They all seem to enjoy it. <laughs> as far as you know. <laughs> yep, as far as she knows. Be honest, how many Neveas are there? Uh, probably, Aiden. 
<laughs> Probably about like twelve. <laughs> oh, all spelled differently. <laughs> yep, all spelled differently. Uh, hey, uh, can the double A Aiden come forth? Thank you. <laughs> so the journey continues as you go up the road, and you see soon coming into the view this very large manor and on the eastern side it has an observatory it looks like it has a full like greenhouse attached to, to the manor on the west side it's mason stone pillars just it looks like a beautiful elegant almost church-like structure Oh, is that your house, Chantel? Oh, yes, that's my house. And over there, and she points out uh, the western window, is the guest house. It's not as big, but it's probably bigger than any house you've been in. So, Tenor, <clears throat> Tenor likes to know as much as he can about... Uh, architecture and architectural styles. I want to make a history check to see if he recognizes like, well, nope, that's a four. No, no. <laughs> uh, it looks like a, like, this is one of those houses where they probably started like 50 years at, at the middle of someone's life and then like midway through that person died and another person ended up taking the construction and, you know, they've just been building on it and building on it ever since. Kind of just hodgepodge. Oh, yeah. It, it looks okay. like it started out as, like, Baroque style, but ended up as, like, a Victorian in places. Okay. Uh, Tenor would, uh, <laughs> he would pop back in. I, I'd say at this point, now that we're getting closer to the manor, Tenor would get off of the roof and come back and sit down. Um, and he would say, oh, Chantel, this... This manor is very interesting. Um, I can't make heads or tails of who built it. Do you know who built it? Well, first it was my great-grandfather who started building it. He commissioned the um, man who builds things, the art... art Architect. Art? Yes, yes. That person um, hired one of those... And then um, both my great-grandfather and him died in relatively the same time span. And then my grandfather took over the project and hired, I think, one of the apprentices or a rival or something along those lines. And Very they, interesting. Mm -hmm, and they finished it right before the architect died. Oh. Well, I would love a chance to look around while I'm here. Oh, one can simply get lost just by trying to find the breakfast nook. I find that I'm lost most places I am, so it won't bother me too much. <laughs> oh, me too. And she just smiles at you. <laughs> but most of your time will be spent in the guest house. That's where you will be sleeping. I hope, I hope it's big enough for... The both of you. The house is big oh, enough for about twenty people. I, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say it's definitely better than uh, our last living situation. 
Yes, I don't even know how you stand those places. I mean, mm. you did get your own rooms. It wasn't like public housing or anything, was it? I think um, Call is going to lie and say, oh, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> and I'll roll a deception check. That's a five. <laughs> you know, it's, strangely enough, she actually buys it. <laughs> and she's like, yes, you seem like a type of woman who not stand to sleep with other people in the same room. Well, other people in different mattresses. And she laughs. Uh, for for Tenor, he uh, he just kind of goes into a dormant state for four hours a day, so he doesn't really understand sleeping. Yeah, and he he kind of says, "Well, I don't really even need a bed in my room as long as there's somewhere for me to sit or stand. I don't really get uncomfortable either now that I think about it." Oh yes, your people simply turn into statues for sleeping. Ah, uh, basically. I mean, I still have a low level of awareness so if someone tries to you know come up and carve their initials into me it has been known to happen um i can wake up and give them a good fright it's always very entertaining she looks absolutely horrified at the prospect of anyone carving anything into anyone <laughs> stay tuned for the next part of this episode remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe.